to Biting Into the Unknown, a podcast where myself and my sister Monica talk about different topics that we're interested in, all ranging from self-improvement, mental health, university, careers, and really anything that we are interested in discussing. We bring in guests and we have amazing discussions. So today, for the start of season three, for episode 29, we have a very special episode. I'm joined today with my lovely housemates, Kieran and Jack. Uh, please, I'll yeah introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm, I'm Kieran, I suppose. Um, the aforementioned housemate, <laughs> and I'm Jack. I'm the I'm the second aforementioned housemate. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. Honestly, uh, so Monica is off because she's studying very hard for her final exams at university, and so I thought to have the boys over and just have a discussion. We yeah we're, we we have lots to talk about today. We haven't decided who's taking Monica's spot there. Or who, who's gonna? Yeah, I think you're you're close. I haven't spoken to Monica before, but I have. You see, I've already done. I've already done an episode, so it's some really, research. Yeah, you? this is this is my second appearance, folks. Hopefully, hopefully you recognise my voice. Exactly. So if you haven't already, do check out Jack's podcast. What is going on? I will link it down as well. Thank in the you for the plug. Great plug. Yes. Um, but today we are going to be talking about life after graduation. We're going to talk about our direction and purpose. It sounds all very adultish and scary but hopefully it is not so to begin with i want to hear from you guys to let the listeners know a little bit about what your journey has been from the start of university through to graduation and where you're at at the moment so you can get started Kira. sure yeah small small little topic that we are getting with so. small piece of time yes <laughs> No, so I, I studied philosophy at Reading, started in 2015, came straight out of school to do it. Um, and then originally I wanted to do law, and that and I was going to convert over. Uh, decided against that after doing some of my work experience in law wasn't that interesting. And the idea of doing another two, three years of study to, to even get into like a position where I'd be a lawyer wasn't wasn't something I was looking forward to. Bit too much work. Yeah. <laughs> After three years of work, uh, yeah, it just wasn't something I uh, I was interested in. So uh, I started in insurance for two years at one company, and then moved over to another company which I recently just left. Um, and again, I'm, I'm focusing on my studies at the moment. So I did to go back to school. After complaining that I shouldn't do law because that was too much. <laughs> um, no. So yeah. So I've gone into economics. I think. I was an area I was interested in, whereas I think law was maybe something I just thought was a good career um, beforehand. And then, yeah, and that, now I'm looking, well, looking for work uh, in in development uh, or public policy or politics. One of the one of the three that I think I will enjoy more than insurance and in the sort of the more corporate world. Um, so yeah, that, and that's a little synopsis, at least on my. Yeah, formal education and uh, yeah, employment life. Amazing. And why do you think you're more interest, interested in going into development now? Um, you know what? Uh, it's a bit of a strange one. I think the 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 idea uh, of working for a big corporation, uh, making them, you know, you know, my last company where they were worth about three billion dollars. And the idea of making someone, you know, that much richer, um, and not really adding net positive or, or, or yeah, a lot of utility to the world or something wasn't something I was 
that that enthralled with, I suppose. And uh, that's what I, I hope to go into something a bit more. Uh, something that's going to make the society a little bit better, a little bit better. Okay. Um, touch wood. You've been working for a couple of years before you started this economics course. That you yeah. Do you think it's a uh, do you think it was necessary for you to have left university and got and started a career before you found what you really wanted to do? Or do you think there's a situation where you could have gone straight from university into and found economics and development? Or do you think you needed to start in a career, find you didn't enjoy it and then and then change course? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I think from my experience or the way I've I've been thinking about it recently, I think I I, I sort of just gone through life up until the end of university just oh yeah this sounds like an all right decision i suppose and i hadn't really given it much thought and i think the work experience really like enlightened me to yeah okay i don't want to definitely don't want to do law and then i think uh, i think maybe you maybe you guys both know like once you graduate you're just looking for a job yeah um and originally <clears throat> where i i started after i graduated i had an internship there and I, I was looking for a job there. I, I wasn't really thinking about insurance at the time. But then I got a call saying, oh, Kieran, you should apply for this job that we got going. You think you'd be a good candidate. So I said, oh, yeah, okay, I, need a, I definitely need a job. I need to pay the bills because I didn't, I didn't want to go home to, uh, to you know, go to live with my parents. So I thought, okay. And that necessitated uh, the, the journey that I went on in the sense that once I, you know, I started a job that I didn't want to do, it, it sort of hit me in the face like, okay, you need to figure out what that, what you want to do, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I feel that many times it's different, you know, what you really want to do, and it's really when you get to experience different, like through internships mm. or just working, you see actually this is what I really do know what to do, and it helps you get yeah, to the sure. direction that you want to go into. Yeah, helps you see more clearly. Um, no, that's that's very good that you've decided to to like completely change your direction because it's many times easy to just sit down and be complacent but you mm. thought no I, I've got to change this and yeah it's really admirable um, but how are you Jack tell us a little bit I know you've already discussed your background a little bit when you joined us last season but do you want to give us a little uh, yeah 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 absolutely um, I I too briefly considered law um, but this was when I was doing A-levels I remember going to a to a um, um, like a, an example class of what a law lecture would be like and, and decided no <laughs> you could have started a fictitious law firm narnia martin maybe yeah that, that would be great yeah. yeah sort of like out, out of suits yeah you know sort of fake, fake out, out, i could have hardly uh, I, I mean you i get to be the, the absolute brainiac who fools harvard and everybody yeah sure yeah. That, that's i mean you're not you're qualified to be a lawyer but um... <laughs> Okay, getting off. <laughs> I don't get the references. Though. <laughs> the audience will get. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure your audience are full of avid suit, suits fans. Um, but anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I went to uni. I did French and international relations for four years, um, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I, I picked the course because um, I think, like most people, it was a mixture of. I mean, I was good at French, and I was interested in, in international relations and politics. So, so that's why I picked it um enjoyed the course uh but, but yeah didn't really know what i wanted to do i, I was sort of lucky in that throughout the period of you throughout university i i dabbled in a few different things um i didn't really have any sort of formal work experience um necessarily um, to begin with um i, I 
did sort of extracurricular stuff. So I was on the student radio and I wrote for the student newspaper. And I sort of thought, oh, maybe I could be a journalist and this is kind of what I want to do. Um, but then again, it's interesting, Kieran, when you said when you leave university, you're just looking for a job. And, and I, I think as well, there can be a lot of pressure to have a job lined up as soon as you finish. So, so of course, you know, in their final year of uni, everyone's doing, um, you know, trying to go for these grad schemes and, and, uh, and doing all of these assessment centers, which is great. I, I was focusing on, on just trying to finish university. Um, so I, I, I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't doing any, any of those. Um, so I left uni and I was, I was kind of looking around for a job. I had a tiny bit of experience in radio. Um, and I thought, okay, well, yeah, I needed money. I needed to support myself, my family are in France, so I, I couldn't really move home. Um, and I was sending out a few CVs to sort of communications type jobs. And I wasn't really sure. Uh, and, and I fell into uh, recruitment, uh, uh, recruiting for, for tech companies. Um, I'd done a bit of work experience the summer before. I'd worked at this recruitment company for three months uh, to pay the bills and also to get some experience of what an actual office job was like. And um, the CEO phoned me up and, and, and said, hey, I'll give you a job. I'll give you a job in September, September after you graduate. And, and like you said, Kieran, you're just looking for a job and someone was handing me a, a well-paid job, uh, you know, straight out of university. So I thought, go for it. Um, and a couple of years later, I'm, I'm still in recruitment, not with that same company. I've moved jobs um, and I'm still pursuing my dream of, of getting into journalism. Um, but you've just got to remember that sometimes it, it takes time and, and you've got to pay the bills. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't realize how, how closely our post-university job hunt was was linked, really. <laughs> oh, here's a job. Okay. Yeah, like, I will take that. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, yeah I think. For me, it was a bit similar in the sense that I was applying to lots of different jobs related to my degree. So I started chemical engineering, so I was applying to process engineering roles. But then I really, I, I was a bit like you, Kieran, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do this mm. as a career. Because um, I did five years of university, and that's quite a long time to yeah. really like get to know, do I really love this or not? And when I got my job offer to work for the company that I work currently work uh, with, I realized that I really like the job that I'm doing, project controls engineer, which is completely different to process engineering or chemical engineering itself. And it really got me thinking to the fact that you don't have to directly use your degree mm. in, especially like you guys, in whatever you are. Are you saying I don't use philosophy? How do you use philosophy staring at Excel spreadsheets? <laughs> well, I, use, I, like, I like the idea that you think I stare at Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure of that. I've seen you stare at many an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> you know what? When when I worked in insurance, I would say when people would ask about, oh, like, what did you do at uni or like how or like what's your background? I'll say oh, I've got a degree in philosophy and then go, So how does that how does that relate to Aww. insurance? <laughs> and I'll go, Nope, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was also thinking the same thing is coming from the faculty of engineering, everybody has at the end of it, sort of a job that's lined in that direction. Mm. Whereas if you do something related to humanities, you can do whatever you want. Like yeah. you can go into recruitment, you can go into insurance or whatnot. So yeah, it opens up many, many doors. But um, I also wanted to discuss different uh, topics with relation to graduation. And mm. there's this um, concept or this phenomena called partial life crisis. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before. <laughs> But, um, so familiar to us. Yeah. 
Um, how do you experience? I mean, I'll, I'll describe it. Oh, cool. One second, one second. Wow. Um, I've got the definition written down, so I'll read it out for you. So it's this is a really partying interview, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's like this. No, <laughs> no, but I'm sure we've all experienced it. Um, so basically, what I've got written here, I've got the definition from Wikipedia, and it states that a quarter life crisis is a crisis involving anxiety over the direction and quality of one's life, which is most commonly experienced in a period ranging from person's early 20s up to their mid-30s. So I, I saw that there was this study done on LinkedIn like on 2000, in 2017, and about 70, 75% of people aged 25 to 33 said that they did experience this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's something super normal that I definitely have experienced. How about you guys? And what has your experience been? Yeah, no, I definitely think I've experienced it. Like, um, I think you're, well, for me at least, like my, you know, your, your path in life is so uncertain. It's so natural to have anxiety about it. Or, and especially in, in today's like social media era where it's so easy to compare yourself to someone and, you, and you'd like, but I, I, I follow like two or three, you know, CEOs and they're like 23 or something. Um, and they're doing amazing things. And I think, oh, I'm 23. Bloody, like, bloody hell. I'm, maybe I'm a bit far behind or like, or maybe like having a nine to five isn't actually what I want to do or, yeah, and I remember one time I had a, uh, the head of my department, he was telling me about um, working in compliance, which is what I used to do when I worked in insurance. And he was saying, um, he was saying, uh, what was he saying? Um, what was he saying? Well, <laughs> but no, he was saying oh, how he got into compliance and he didn't really want to do it in the first place. Uh, and he would, you've gotten happy with like working in compliance. And he, and then he was like, oh, and then after 10, 15 years, I just sort of like let it all wash over me and I just, I just stopped having a problem with it. And that's, that scared the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to wake up one day and sure. well, I've wasted 10 years in it. Might as well just keep going. So hence that's why it's pushing me in, into that. Like at least the crisis, I think has come over in a little bit as, and forced me to play my hand in terms of like, um, actually getting on what, what, what I want to do. So I'm a bit happier now. Not like now I've made a first step at least. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like it is really scary, as you said, to feel like you're in the passenger seat and mm -hmm. you're not really taking control of your life. You're yeah. just watching it go by and not really being aware. Like years ago, passed and you're like stuck. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, but I feel that while we may feel that way, sometimes it's so because we compare ourselves. We're like, oh, like. I'm not moving fast enough. I'm stuck, but some things do take time, and it's also mm. important to realize the opposite that yeah. you know you just have to keep going and maybe not like give up at the slightest sight of adversity. Um, but yeah, how about you, Jack? What's what's your experience? Yeah, absolutely. I I, um, I agree with everything Kieran said, and, and and I've definitely experienced anxiety and, and worries about sort of the direction of my life, and and um, particularly in regards to to, to, to work uh, obviously um, and I think it, it's a lot to do with the, the expectations that you set yourself um, I mentioned earlier about university and everyone doing great I say everyone lots of people doing grant schemes mm -hmm. and I feel like as well if you go to university that that's a real expectation and and there are lots of people uh, I, I, or rather I think that there is a certain pressure to sort of apply for and, and get onto grant schemes which of course are great and, and you know that's what you want to do and if you get onto those grant schemes that's fantastic and I'm not sitting here saying it wouldn't have been great to be on a grant scheme but equally it's 
everyone's path is really different and it's it's actually really normal not to do a grad scheme yeah um and even people who do you know grad schemes of one or two years um and then you can come out the other side and still feel like okay well maybe this isn't what i want to do with my life um comparing yourself to others i, I agree completely I, I was very my first year after university um I didn't have any money, uh, you know, my friends were getting, seemed to be getting on in life. As you say, carrying social media, you're comparing yourself all the time. I didn't enjoy my job particularly um, at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really, it was, it was really difficult. Um, but, but, but again, one thing I'd say is that doing something that you're not necessarily enjoying, you know, and you have to pay the bills, does sort of focus your mind and, and does sort of force you to think, Okay, what would I rather be doing than this? Um, uh, I, I'm, you know, I don't know if people know that this is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up. I don't know if people know the YouTuber Casey Neistat, but he obviously, um, if you do know him, really successful filmmaker and YouTuber, um, and, a, and a complete workaholic as well. But um, he, I remember he he said once that that sort of um, he had a, when when he was young, he was really really poor. And, and he washed dishes in a restaurant, you know, he was like 18 or something. Um, and he said it sucked, but, but, but yeah, you know, he, he spent 13 hours a day washing dishes, thinking about what he'd rather be doing. And, and that drove him obviously to go into to filmmaking. Now you don't have to wash dishes, but you know, if you find yourself in a job where you're thinking, oh God, you know, I, I wish I was doing something else, then, then sort of try and harness that and think, oh, what else would I rather be doing and just work towards getting there slowly and there's nothing wrong with getting there slowly as well i'm you know i i could be a couple of years away from from finally getting into journalism but although we're you know we're all pursuing careers and different things that we we're interested in it's also realistic to to think that i mean not not me personally but i know a few people that have said like you know a job is just a job to me I, it, um, I just want it to support my lifestyle. Like I'm not career driven or I'm not, I, I don't want to like, I don't want a career that doesn't motivate me in life. My, my, my career is just there to supplement me and my, my hobbies and my interests. So that's always like a, another thing to consider. Absolutely. And, and something as well, and I've had issues with this is that, you know, like you said, talking about what you want out of life and like, um, I want to go into journalism. I do want to do that. I have, fear about that because because journalism is seen as as such a calling like it's not just a job you know the majority of people who are journalists you know believe in some you know they're doing it for the greater good and they want to hold people to account and blah 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 um you know which is true but but then equally you think oh it'd be nice just to make a load of money and have a big house and you know not worry about being you know super um accountable and and, and sort of everything else um you know, and I, I, I remember feeling really split about maybe staying in recruitment and perhaps making a load more money and that just being my life and going into journalism where perhaps I'd be challenged more intellectually or maybe it'd be a bit more exciting, but, but financially journalism isn't particularly stable at all. Um, you know, when there are issues around that and there's, yeah, basically clear on what you're saying, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just having a, a job and then, and then doing stuff outside of outside of it and and um as well i saw i saw something as well and there's a journalist on, on instagram who was talking about the fact that journalism is your job you know if you are a journalist it is just a job 
don't don't stress yourself out and think I am, you know, this is some higher calling. Like, don't get me wrong, if you enjoy your job, great. But but remember to switch off and, and like have a life outside of it and, and everything else, which I think can be really important as well. For the second part of this episode, we are going to be talking about lifelong learning. So I'll, I have a little description as well of what this means um, for those of you listening at home or wherever you happen to be. Lifelong learning is defined as development after formal education is the continuing development of knowledge and skills that people experience after formal education and throughout their lives or, or it's also defined as ongoing voluntary and self-motivated pursuit of knowledge for either personal or professional reasons. So I really wanted to discuss this because since leaving university, I have felt as though my brain has gone mush <laughs> because I was constantly being exposed to difficult formulas and stimulating my brain constantly, you know, having exams, uh, group reports, et cetera, et cetera. And I just feel like now my brain is not as stimulated, so I have felt that I needed to undergo other forms of learning in order to, you know, keep keep it moving, keep it working. Yeah. So um, I, I also read that, you know, it's important to continue learning throughout your life mm -hmm. after formal education, as this can really lower the likelihood of us developing diseases like Alzheimer's, things like that. So I just want to take it back to you and ask you, you know, if you are currently undergoing any learning outside of you know philosophy or international relations or anything that you were studying at university you know i, I really agree like <clears throat> when you go to work your brain does turn the mush i mean like <laughs> not in the sense that because obviously I, I never did formulas or you know complex equations like you are now in economics well i mean i'm trying <laughs> um but like in obviously when you write essays and you know do group projects and stuff you're you, you're writing and you're using a, like a bit more advanced vocabulary Whereas now you just don't like when, when I write emails, yeah, you 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 try and make it as simple as possible. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my boss always says to me when when it, when I have to write an email to a client or something, when I'm just or write a post or anything, he says, "Come on, Jack, you've got journalism background. You you should yeah, you come up with something interesting." And I'm like, you should take words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's always I still reread my emails a thousand times before I send them. I need to get better at just like going forward yeah. yeah a little I, practice i'd say as well in that and, and i don't know you know if you if you love school and if if uh, you know if you always love learning that's great and, and, and i like learning um what i'm interested in but what i found is that is that when you now that i'm working and working for a couple of years i do sit there and i think you know i think back to some of my modules or or or, or, or i hear someone at university or, or studying something and i think oh, that's really interesting like i'd love to learn about that you think, yeah, learning about that would be way more interesting than what I'm doing. <laughs> what I'm doing at work. <laughs> um, so it's, I think it sounds really cliche about people who are currently working going back to school. Um, you know, but 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 it's true that I think you you miss it. You miss learning when you're yeah, not doing it, and agree. having learning in your life can be really important. Yeah, for sure. And I also feel like many times I do want to get involved with like, oh, I do miss like these concepts that I was learning but then I think back to all the stress all the anxiety and I'm yeah. like no I, I actually I'm okay but you know 
without that intensity, it's possible to still, you know, engage in different forms of learning. It doesn't have to be like a, like you're doing like a full on university yeah. course, but just different things like what I convinced you guys to learn Spanish, for example, in Duolingo, that was really good. Oh, <laughs> I'm really disappointed true. that you have left it for a while now, but it's because our holiday was cancelled. We had we had a goal of yeah. speaking Spanish in Cuba. But I have no excuse. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah. just went back me up there. No, but I'm glad I, I I do speak to them in Spanish every day sometimes and they're picking up words, so that's good. Mostly it's just because they use the look on our face. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> see hola que tal. That's that's about the extent of my speech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? What else do we have? Okay. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Yo quiero something. Very good. Yeah, that means I want right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yo quiero pagar la cuenta. Ooh. Por favor. Jack's well, next me, time yeah. it's on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there yeah. we go. That's very good. So yeah, like likewise, I've been doing Duolingo for like a year now. I'm learning German. And I feel like it's just a little exercise that I do every day, like in the morning, I'll just do a lesson or some days I feel more into it and I'll do a couple more, but just that simple exercise, like it's memorization, it's association of different words and, you know, putting together the grammar, et cetera, just stimulates your brain a little bit. It's okay. It's not like fluid flow and chemical engineering, but it's still like making you think. And yeah. I feel like little things like that, like even reading, we've all been picking up reading a little bit more. Um, I feel like that anyway. I don't know if you've been reading less or more than you used to. Less recently, but oh. I need to get back into it. I was I had 19 books I read last year. Oh, um, wow. That's really good. I'm not done zero this year. <laughs> you haven't done you've zero. You've, got... you've not done zero since Oh, I've done one. I've done one, actually. Yeah, yeah that's a lie. Which one? Okay. Uh, Humankind. Oh, yeah. I'd recommend it. Uh, was that the um Rutger Bergman one on okay. why people are inherently good for the most part? Interesting. Um, it's yeah, on my list. Well, yeah, it's on my whenever you want to steal it. Um, but I think the good thing about lifelong learning is there's no pressure, you know, there's no like, oh, if I don't do this right, I'm not going to get an A or something. There's like a, but then on, on, on the flip side of that, there's a self motivation issue, right? Of like, yeah. I have to moat my moat. There's nothing, nothing bad going to happen if I don't learn Spanish. Although, I mean, I'll be angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. that's true, which is dangerous. No, but um, I, de I totally get what you mean, yeah. definitely, because I was doing this Python course that I started mm. in September and I still have not finished it because it got really challenging. And I was like, no one is shouting like over my shoulder to get this done. So I kind of left it. Yeah. And there's times where I find this motivation and I did one lesson, but it's not the same rate that I used to at the very beginning. So there's that flip side where you feel that like no no one is forcing you, there's no exam to pass, you have nothing to prove. So it's really a personal thing, unless mm. it's like for professional reasons where you need to get some training or some qualification for yeah. a job. But if it's personal, it has, I think the most important is to have that purpose, that motivation in your head and say, okay, why do I want to yeah. learn German? Okay, maybe I want to travel there. Or maybe, what, maybe I want to learn Spanish because I want to go on holiday to Cuba. But well, well, that's exactly it. And that, yeah. that was what was making me do Duolingo every day was we were going to go to Cuba before it was canceled. Um, and yeah, I think having, having a goal in mind is, 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 helpful. Um, is helpful. But, but I was going to say, I wonder, um, how much things like TV and, and sort of social media and our phones play into the fact that we don't do lifelong learning. I, you know, I, I haven't necessarily been doing a course, but I've been really enjoying reading. 
Um, you know, I, I noticed Kieran happened to read 19 books last year and I thought, crikey, I should, <laughs> I, I should be able to lead, read at least, you know, I thought I should be able to read 12. I should be able to read one a month. Um, and over win over the winter, I think I, I, I did quite well. I read quite a few books. Um, and I was really enjoying it. And I made a concerted effort. I thought, well, instead of watching two hours of television or scrolling through my phone, I'll just sit in the living room, I'll put some music on and I'll read. Um, you know, and I, I read, I tend to read, we're talking about learning, I tend to read nonfiction books, um, you know, because I about history or current affairs or whatever, and I just find it interesting and, and I learn about stuff. Um, so yeah, I suppose I wonder, do you guys think cutting out social media, you know, if you, if you said to yourself, on Thursdays, I'm not going to watch any TV or touch my phone. What else are you can spend that time doing? You'll be amazed at how much time you actually have in the, in the evenings. That's so true, 100%. I feel that since I've hidden my Instagram app from my main social media folder on my phone, I use it way less. I still mm. go on it and I sometimes waste hours on it. But the reels are bad. But it, like especially just getting rid of those distractions it makes you have that time like you said just sitting down with a book i've tried to go to bed earlier mm. and instead of just getting ready for bed to go to sleep i get ready for bed to go read for maybe half an hour yeah. and that way i get sort of my reading in because i i've started this book that's 800 pages long and i'm not going to get through it <laughs> if, yeah. I if i read like a page a day so definitely for me what i struggle with in terms of social media and tv and is that I need like habits or or places and we were talking about this I mean last week or something for me to exercise it's easier if I'm leaving the house to go to the gym than it is say let's do a home workout which is crazy because to do a home workout all I need to do is get changed find a, a space on the floor and just do it yeah whereas like going to the gym is obviously I, I get in my car or I walk to the gym or um and then like you know, you're doing more, like, you. it's extra effort, but in my head, like, I've got, I don't know, it makes it a lot easier, and when, at least when I was commuting in, I was on a train for 40 minutes, and it was easy, okay, I'll just bring my book, open my book, I won't go on Instagram, or, especially when I lived home in, back in Kent, the train had no signal, because Kent is, like, mostly countryside, um, so, like, I couldn't go on Instagram, or, 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 or Facebook, so like reading was pretty much the only thing I could do, or maybe Duolingo with very limited internet use. Yeah. That's so true, yeah. I feel that the train from where my parents stay uh, up to Glasgow, one of, there's two trains you have to take, one of them used to not have internet, like yeah. Wi-Fi, and I would just sit and read or do something, and I feel that when I go on the second train that had Wi-Fi, I would never read, because I'm like, oh, I'll just sit on my phone. Yeah. And I think it's so important to have those areas of focus because I feel that when you're at home you can just do whatever yeah. you you eat you sleep you do everything at home whereas where you have a specified area where you do your workouts like the gym you're really there just to work out and you have no other distractions mm. it's just why else are you going to do are you going to sit on the bench on your phone like you feel that pressure maybe because you feel like people will judge you maybe because you feel like you're there you, why are you wasting your time it's a mixture of, of all of those things and it's the same with going to the library. You maybe feel like you're more out. I felt like that anyway. I felt like more motivated to study when I was in the library as opposed mm. to home. Do you and feel more stupid if you're on your phone at the library? Exactly. I mean, I still did it, but <laughs> <laughs> because I lived in the library, that's really bad. But it's not as much, exactly. Yeah. And 
there's all these distractions at home. You can just, when you're doing a home workout, you can just pause the video or maybe it depends if you're doing a video or that when I, when the gym closed and I used to do home workouts, I would be so tempted to stop halfway through. Yeah. And whereas if I'm at the gym, like just get it done, get home quick, you know, and be in the comfort of your PJ and do shower and all that. Um, so I think it's very important to have those areas of separation, which has been really difficult over lockdown because I mean, I work from my bedroom, I have my little de desk and sometimes it's difficult to really know, okay, I'm just work from down. Don't think of anything else. Yeah. You know, like, um, hats off to all the university students this year and last Absolutely. year and, 100%. and people working at home. I mean, I mean, if, yeah, obviously you can't be part of anything, but I mean, like if you're, if you're smashing the work, <laughs> I mean, power to people, I mean. Yeah, well, we have a friend who, who, um, who obviously worked from home, had to, she went home and her, her family had to isolate because of her father, mm. um, was vulnerable. And so they couldn't, they couldn't go for walks. They couldn't, they literally couldn't leave their house at all for the entirety of the first lockdown. Mm. Um, you know, and she, she was at home with your, you know, Going home to visit your family is great, but when you're locked in a house with them for five months, maybe not so great. Maybe not so great. And then doing all your work, you know, a full time <coughs> stressful job from from your bedroom. I mean, I just I'm amazed you got through that. Um, so so yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm No, definitely, especially as you said, universities too. Like you're in a different environment. You are still maturing, getting to know who you are and mm. what you want to do. University is an environment where you're supposed to meet people and, and join clubs and do all these things and you're just stuck in a box doing your work and, and it's very difficult. I spoke to Monica about this where you don't really know how other students are doing mm. and so it can become really scary because you don't know if you're struggling a lot with your current workload. You don't know if people are feeling the same and so you feel like you're on your own. Whereas if you go to present like in-person classes and discuss this with, with people in real life, it can become more like a support group in that sense. And so, yeah, it's been very tough on them. I, yeah. But, um, no, and another thing that I, I wanted to, to talk about was the fact that, um, I forgot. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Let me take my phone. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to also ask, do you have any goals with the lifelong learning that you're currently doing now? So for example, you want to read more, that's maybe one of your goals, but is there anything sort of more like quantifiable that you, that you know, okay, I really want to get to this level at a certain point in my life, or are you just going with the flow? Any goals? Quantifiable goals that we're that we're in. So, for example, imagine oh, I want to get my master's in economics. That would be like okay, this is a qualification that I want to obtain. Whereas you know, oh, I just want to get better in my German. Like that's maybe currently my goal, which isn't perhaps a very good goal objectively because what does goal. good mean yeah. exactly? Mm -hmm. What does good mean? Saying hello, how are you, or having a conversation for five minutes with a native. I know. You know, resolutions have their like the New Year's resolutions obviously have their which put the cliche mm -hmm. and it's really hard to keep up with them. I do try and set them each year. You do, mate. I do. <laughs> let, let's, uh, I, one of my is read twenty books, pass my course, and then a Spanish learning goal. 
which I started at the end. What does that mean, Spanish learning course? I actually did write down somewhere, I can't remember where it was though. I think it was like, be able to speak for like 20 minutes to someone. Oh wow. We couldn't we get maybe together. Yeah. We've got a few months. Yeah, off together. But, um, but yeah, and I think, you know, you there are, there are things that I want to be able to do by the end of my life, for example. Speak, speak another language, learn an instrument. I'm sure there's other stuff as well I can think of. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it's hard to weigh them up properly yet each year and think, okay, do I have time to learn an instrument? I probably do, but like, yeah. do I want to, yeah. It's about prioritizing, isn't yeah, it? It's difficult, difficult sometimes. Exactly. But I think it also comes down to saying, how important is this goal for me right now? Yeah. And if I want to <laughs> learn an instrument, what instrument do I want to learn? And just kind of break it down a little bit so it becomes yeah. more attainable. Because if yeah. I say, oh, I want to learn five languages in my lifetime, I don't even know which languages yeah. or how I'm going to get there or, you know, yeah. which ones. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why I've got my Spanish girl and I haven't got learned a guitar this year because mm-hmm. like, yeah. The Spanish yeah. one is like more pertinent than that. Cuba's coming. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be traveling at the end of this year. Fingers crossed. So, you will be needing your Spanish essentially. Is what See, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. No, but um, I think that it is very important. Like, you have just at least three goals mm. and not overwhelm yourself with too many because mm. then it becomes so difficult and you just stress yourself for no reason. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I've got read, read. I'm supposed to do 12 books. I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not on, on course. How many have I read? How many have I read? Uh, well, this year, two. Really? <laughs> I, I thought you read more, um, but that's really good still. Yeah, but from January, uh, you know, January to May. So two out of five so far. Um, and yeah. Some light books in there, some, you know, yeah, some, some like, like hundred. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel that also because you've been reading the same book for a while, and so have you. Yeah, you stagnant. So I feel like something that I've tried to do now is read like three books at once. And obviously, I'm not reading like oh, like Monday, Tuesday, I'll read this one. No, I just Mm -hmm. I read the main one, but then if for some reason I don't feel like reading that one, I'll go pick up the ones that are shorter just to have. And they're completely different. I'm reading this novel at the moment, but the other ones are more like um, non-fiction books, like you said Mm -hmm. you'd like to read. And so it's a completely different type of uh, read. And so it doesn't, I don't get confused with the storyline. It just becomes, you know, easier for me to pick one up and read the other one, etc. So, yeah, I think it's definitely an attainable goal. So uh, I've got a question for you guys. Okay. Flip the tables on you guys. Um, what, what three skills would you learn, like, if you could master right off the bat right now? What, what master and it doesn't matter how long just like set them now yeah set them and master them like just like that like start getting at it okay no no i mean like you would just master you oh you would just know oh okay i thought you meant something more realistic like no. okay okay no this is yes because oh, you're so focused on the I learning know, i know well, i was alert <laughs> so um, literal <laughs> yeah but uh that's a good question you want to go first i'll have to think about it uh i i think learning a language would have to be and i know i i already speak french well i the thing is yeah i, I do i do speak french one annoying it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i am i i am that guy <laughs> um how the drink bonjour hello hello i'm jack by the way i lived in france um that was a running joke in university um but but about how i introduced myself but um you'll 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 learn this as you learn a language is that 
the more you learn it, I personally feel the more you learn how not good you are at it. There's what's that, oh, that thing that you'll know this, like, um, I think you spoke about it before, where you, where you learn something new oh. and you think, you're like, oh, I'm really good at it. Yeah. And then, then you learn a lot more and you think, oh, and you know yeah. what you don't know. Yeah. So and you think, and you look back at what you go, oh, I'm an absolute idiot. Uh, yeah, well, really, it, yeah. It's, it's good to live in your blissful ignorance sometimes. You're like, yeah, I'm yeah. so good at Japanese, I know how to say something. And then you're like, no, I know how to say hello. And, but I think the thing as well is that I know a lot of truly bilingual people, Christina being a case in point. Um, and I, you know, people say, oh, you're bilingual or you speak French. And I do. And I, I'm, I'm a lot better at French than someone who did, you know, to be frank, someone who did A levels or, or something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fluent. But equally, I think it is obvious that I'm not a native speaker and, and there's just, and it's frustrating for me because I understand pretty much everything. I'm at the stage where I understand everything, everything anyone yeah. can say to me in French pretty much, but I, but I, I can't, you know, I still have issues because I'm not practicing as much. Yeah. I'm not living in France. And, and so it's frustrating because you think, gosh, I, now that I know all of that, I want to be, I basically just want to be by, you know, completely fluent and I'm but not, and I, I know I'm not. It also comes down to practice. Cause I, I feel similarly with my French. I feel like maybe when I was younger, I thought I was fluent because I didn't know all that I didn't know. Um, and then speaking to French people, I realized actually, no, I don't know how to say so many things. And when I have conversations with myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I know how to say these things. And then when someone, a real person comes in and talks to me in French, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to express myself in this particular case. How do I say that? And um, it becomes a little bit more confusing. But I think that your yeah, practice is key and it's, it's so cliche, but it's so true that mm. you just need to keep practicing and keep uh, making like your ear accustomed to different types of slang and things like that. That is what I struggle with the most. I feel like a formal-ish French conversation, I'll be able to understand completely. But then I was on, what was it called? Clubhouse. Mm. I was on this Clubhouse mm. app and I joined, this is like the app you may have heard of it, it's an app for those listening, where you can join in audio conversations with random people all over the world and you can discuss all sorts of topics. I was in a room with all French speakers and they were having a really colloquial conversation about different TV shows and series and I understood everything but when it came to me speaking, maybe because I didn't really know anyone and I was a little bit shy, but also I just really couldn't find the words and I just felt that I could express myself but I wasn't perhaps as comfortable or like maybe I couldn't be as funny, you know, with mm. certain things that I was saying. So it's like yeah. that gap that separates you between, you know, being able to speak and understand everything to really sound like a native and being really comfortable in the language. Yeah. So it's interesting. I find that I'm kind of okay with slang. There's definitely slang that I don't know, but but I feel much more comfortable speaking in an informal setting. I I currently, you know, hope, hopefully I'll be moving into the French market at work and doing business in France. And I really worry about formal business French because I can I can go down the pub and have a conversation with a French person in a bar, no problem and slang and, and all the rest of it. But but if you know you, you told me to stand in front of someone in a suit and talk to them about their business, <laughs> yeah, and, and you'll notice Christine, the French are very particular about formal speech. Mm. You know, and there are certain ways that you say things in formal settings, and and I just yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 yeah, but 
<laughs> you just <laughs> said that. No, it's okay. It's, it's all right. It's okay. It's, 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 he, he did just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, but anyway, so we've got okay. We, we, we've we've digressed. Okay, yeah, 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 we, we've got we've got language. We've got learn one language. Are we are we all agreeing? I would like to learn another language. That would be one of the skills. I mean, I feel okay. like for me, just automatically learning language. I feel like I can already do that without the the three G languages. It'd be a waste. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Miss, waste. miss four languages over there. <laughs> no, um, I think for me, maybe learning how to play an instrument because I, yeah. I never have been very good with. No, no, no. I know being a good singer because I'm a bad singer. I wish I could oh. sing well. That's the oh, I know one. too well. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, he overhears me in my bedroom singing all the time. It's not good. Yeah, I think yeah, instrument for me as well. I'd love, love to be able to play piano. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Amazing. Uh, you what know, do I, vocals? You yeah. do piano. What were you going to do? Well, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to learn piano as well. Like, you play guitar already, mate. So. Uh, well, yeah, just about. I can. I I dabble in guitar. I dabble. Yeah. You're pretty good. Well, well, the third one. We can't oh. also agree on the third one as well. Well, this is <laughs> another thing. Um. Well, it has to be realistic, right? It can't yeah. be like a superpower. No, you can't. Like, break down <laughs> okay, okay. I think something like being super like fit and strong. Yeah. Like I don't know, like See, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like being fit and strong is is more attainable than like learning is more easily attainable than learning instruments or okay. learning a language. Yeah, I personally, okay. I think you just go to the gym and sort of. Yeah, I want to I, see that, guys. Let's yeah. all get ripped. Let me see this already. I'm going to the gym after this, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. I've already been there. Just, uh, I have not. My arms are sore from yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go afterwards. I don't think so. But um, yeah, I was see. I don't want to like switch the subject, but with more realistic things, if I had to put in the work. Yeah. My. What I would like to do, perhaps, is learn how to code, like properly, like learn a coding language, like Python. That's one of my goals. That I well, but actually, yeah, maybe that's it's really hard. I wish I wish that that's yeah, what, my my right wish now. is just master a, a couple of coding mm-hmm. languages. Um, another thing that I would like would be just to be. Oh, this is a little like introspective, introspective but I wish I was more confident just expressing my thoughts sometimes with people who I may not be as like close with like with mm-hmm. you guys I can just say what I think but with other people I'm more like reserved or maybe it's not that maybe it's the fact that I'm like just be able to voice my opinions better without second guessing myself yeah without mm-hmm. having to feel like I need a script just like say what I think you know and just if people don't like it just be okay with that yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Some people are just like so like, eloquent. Yeah, exactly. And, like talk show hosts, yeah. just like explain themselves, etc. Yeah, no, that'd be good to go as well. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe if we if we're going slightly more abstract, is yes, sort of um, the ability to 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 focus or, or you know sort of the self discipline focus. Super disciplined. Yeah. Yeah, you know because everyone. I mean, we, we talked about social media and distractions and everything else. And I'm terrible. I'm, I'm really, really bad, and I always have been. And you know, everyone deals in their own way. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with being distracted, and everyone has those issues, and everyone will deal with them, and and, and in their own way, it'll be fine. But then, equally, 
you do sometimes wish that you could just snap your fingers and get your head down for four hours and, and smash this piece of work that you've got to do and you know it'll, it'll be fantastic so yeah, yeah especially after days when you just like you sat in your bed and you're watching netflix all day yeah wow what a waste of days where you the day go yeah exactly so yeah i think we we kind of went all around but so in summary what are your top three then language instruments and self-discipline perfect we're gonna go language uh uh sorry instrument yes oh i don't know come back to me come back to me okay mine is having an amazing singing voice, nice. <laughs> um, learning a coding language like Python, and just being comfortable at expressing myself in front of large group of people, being good at like public speaking, you know, that takes work, but if I could wish, that would be it. How about you? Yeah, I think maybe, I mean, copy it. I like, I like the self-confident one, you know, yeah. like the, maybe not the, yeah, maybe not public speaking, but like the, yeah, high social, high social, 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 we hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to us and we'll see you, or I'll see you. Maybe we won't come back. I, I, really I mean, you. this could be our interview for permanent host <laughs> exactly. status. So maybe, yeah. maybe we do a coup where we force off Monica. I mean, who, uh, yeah, who knows what will happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye.